The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to Astros Baseball, a podcast by a fan. For the fans of the Houston Astros, here is your host, Rob Fontenot. Hey guys, thanks for tuning into this episode of Astros Baseball brought to you by RamShirts.com, the company that brought you Crush City Tees. RamShirts offers custom printed and embroidered apparel. They offer direct-to-garment printing for small runs and screen printing for larger runs. Follow them on Twitter and Instagram at RamShirts. Visit RamShirts.com. For all your custom apparel needs and listeners of this podcast, enter promo code BASEBALL for 25% off. I have a special guest tonight. From uh, He's one half of the uh, Lima Time Time podcast. And when I first got into uh, doing the podcast, this was the only Astros one that I could find. And so it was the only one that I listened to. And uh, but anyway, without further ado, joining me tonight is Patrick McClellan. Patrick, welcome to the show, buddy. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, you I, we, we were the only uh, uh, there was talking talking Strohs was around, I think, when we started. Oh, I, I didn't know. I didn't know that was a podcast. I thought it was like a uh, just. A, I thought it was a radio show, actually. Yeah, it was. I think it was both. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's not. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm wrong. But we, yeah, we 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 kind of prided ourselves in being the at, for, at least for fans for a fan you know run podcast. We like to be the uh, you know the flagship, the kind of the best one of those. There weren't many. There weren't many around. It was 2015 we started. There there weren't people weren't clamoring to talk about uh, Astros baseball at that point. So uh, we kind of came in really in the, the, the most perfect spot you could ever come in if you're uh, talking about the Astros uh, history. So we came in right in the sweet spot. Yeah, so I kind of, not that I'm at y'all's level or anything, but I kind of followed in your footsteps, just a, a guy awesome. on his own. I don't have the athletic behind me. I don't have any podcasting uh conglomerate or whatever they are sure. you know i don't have no, any of that it's just me we don't either that's good that means you control everything so you don't have anybody you don't have to answer anybody <laughs> so let me share this with you if you look on apple Podcasts at your uh reviews and i checked oh, it out no, right no, now they're so funny some of them are so funny that we we talked there's a couple of them that are that I talk about all the time. My favorite, Baseball Town 69. That, that's one of the usernames they put in. It makes me laugh every time. <laughs> so anyway, I don't know why on Apple Podcast, and we already talked earlier about how I'm not very tech savvy. I don't know why my name is Nichol. I don't even know where that came from. Uh, but I, I, think I, I, I think it's Sumerian. I think it's an ancient Sumerian language or something, some weird ancient demon language. <laughs> So I actually left y'all a message and okay. I mean, I, I wrote, I wrote one on there and it was two years ago and it said, while listening to your podcast, I was sitting here just wanting to join in on the conversation. I, so you guys I, I would be that. talking and I'm like, man, I want to say something to these guys. Like I'd love to be sitting there talking to these guys. I remember that message. I saw, I've seen that message. Yeah, that was me, two years that's ago. So, that's so tight. So you went with the one that said that about how I I always interrupt James and he never gets to finish a point because I'm talking about ghosts or something. There's yeah, there's a, there's a couple of mean ones on there which is pretty great, but uh, or somebody yeah somebody called me a racist too, which I which is I think it's pretty funny because I'm not a racist. But uh, yeah, just so yeah, people are fun. Those reviews are a fun time. But that's I cool. That, that's a that's you. The, your your response is the correct one. That's kind of what we wanted to be. We didn't. We don't want to take ourselves too seriously, but we do. I mean, we have some baseball knowledge, so we wanted to, you know, 
be exactly what it is. It's two guys that uh, they're talking about their team. We're not, you know, we are biased. We're <laughs> biased. We're clearly we're home we're rooting for the home team. So uh, yeah, that's what that's what we wanted. So yeah, I'm glad that you say that because I want people to want to join in. That's the whole point. So you talked about that guy that left the racist comment. That that guy said I was gonna I was going to listen to the podcast, but I heard one of the hosts say something racist on Twitter, and now I'm not going to listen to it. But I'm still but gonna I give am, you a one star review. Yeah, well, I mean, what a what a what an absolute. Well, that guy's a dork. So shout yeah. out to that person. Uh, uh, and I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely me because there's no way. To, um, there's a hundred percent. I, I, it's my tweet. I, but I don't know what he's referring to. And uh, it's probably a joke that he didn't pick up on the nuance of because I'm absolutely not a racist. So, uh, but I, th- I think that's hilarious that to go write a review that like that's a, that's one of those, that's somebody that does it. That's a deliberate going out there maliciously, which is just as lame as hell. I, even if, with reviews, if I even get bad service or something happens, I'm not going to go railroad somebody's personal stuff or their business just because I'm mad at a second or something. I think that's, I think that's messed up, but that's another, that's another whole other conversation. For me, I think that, because I don't have any negative reviews on mine as far as people typing stuff like saying, man, you suck and you shouldn't quit your day job. Like all the reviews that people wrote are good. But I still have one-star reviews, and I think it's just people that hate the Astros, and they're just going in there and, oh, I'm going to give this guy one star. And it's just, I mean, they do it, and they take you from a 5 to a 4.5, and it just pisses me off that people are, I mean, I didn't do anything. You know what I'm saying? I don't know why people are, are like that. Well, people are, Rob, people are dumb. So people are number one, people are dumb, and people uh, love, they love hating things. They love to get riled up about stuff, and... uh you know, all the baseball fans really came together and united for this this fake hatred of the Astros. Um, <laughs> you know, because it's fun. It's it's fun to have a villain. It's fun to hate. But yeah, the, honestly, I'll tell you this: those ratings don't mean anything. Um, and uh, and anybody who's going to listen to your podcast isn't going to look at that rating, the rating number. I, I think I think everybody understands now. If you read a, a Yelp review and all this stuff, that you, you kind of know that those are the worst people. Too, that are writing those reviews that it's usually not representative of what actually is what's taking place it's it's i don't know at least that, that's how i perceive them you yeah know, you talk like, about you see 700 reviews and they're all one star and it's all saying the same thing and you're like okay well i can i can infer from that that this that's probably not that's cr- the correct take to have but yeah the, yeah people dodger fans or people just going around finding out those podcasts and rating them one star for no reason is just is probably much just as pathetic as it gets but what are you gonna do yeah, if somebody comments Astros blow with a one star, you know. Yeah, like yeah, you, you like you work you're on the team or something. Yeah, that's 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 something that's always made me very mad, especially with, with after the scandal happened. Like people just just angry and talking trash. Like yeah, I don't I don't work for the team. Like I didn't think it's it sucks, but yeah, can you leave me out of this? I have nothing to do with them. Like yeah, it's don't loot me in. So yeah, that's that sucks that the fan, Astro fans have to kind of wear it on wear the scarlet letter with the team, but. That can, it can galvanize the fan base too, and kind of that's how I felt. Kind of after the going into this last past postseason, was just like, yeah, you know what? We everybody hates us. Like, screw it. Let's just go. Uh, let's just, just go win it. I don't care. Let's yeah. Correa's talking trash to people, and yeah, yeah. I, I prefer them to just kind of get their moxie back rather than to uh, you know keep putting their heads down and not saying anything like they did for most of that year. Yeah, we get tired of all the hate. And we get tired of all the, uh, I always call it abuse. And then when you accept it, like, okay, we're the villains. We accept it. Fine. Then you're a jerk for accepting being a villain. You can't win with these people. That's why They're, you just do, just do what you want. Don't worry about it. Yeah, you can't win yeah. with these people. That's correct. Because, yeah, and they don't even, and the, the, well, yeah, I kind of pivoted on how I was going to approach it. Because it, what the actual scandal was, what they actually did, what they didn't do, how, what, you know, just everybody was just so uneducated about it, but still talking trash like they did. I was just, I'm going to teach these people what happened and who cheated, who didn't, what else they did. And then it was like, this doesn't, nobody cares. It doesn't matter. They're going to say, they're going to say what they want. And no matter what I say, it's not going to change what their their viewpoint is. So I just stopped caring. 
I don't, yeah, I don't care. I, I love, we won in 2017. We're world champions. It was the greatest year of my life. And, uh, and it'll continue to be that. But it is what it is. Yeah, you, you also talked about the Yelp reviews. You know, go, go back to that. If, if you go to a restaurant and your food was good, your waitress was good or whatever, and you go home and enjoy your evening, I mean, you're not going to, you know, eat a decent meal and jump on Yelp. You know, the, the Yelp, the, the bad reviews are the people like, oh, man, that was horrible. I had bad service. I'm going on Yelp and saying something. So yeah, I, I yeah. just. It's mad. It's mad. It's, yeah, it's, it's people that are mad and have no way to displace their anger. And then it's also and when Yelp got really bad and went over the top, it's when all these people started considering them. They made it like a social media site. So some of these people started becoming like these like quasi food critics and they were taking themselves too seriously. So like they were reviewing everything because you could follow people and uh, read their reviews on stuff. So people just started t just becoming like these weird food bloggers and critics. And uh, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's stupid. Uh, I, I mean, <laughs> if, if, I get ex if I get exceptional service, I will absolutely do a review or do something that helps that individual person out. If they asked me to take a survey or something and they went above and beyond. I 100% will absolutely do that. But I'm not, for something bad, I'm not, I mean, I just don't, man, I go back to that place. I mean, I don't even want to talk to the manager. I just don't like, I just like, just no, it's nobody has time for that. So that's but that's just me personally. But yeah, yeah, people need to yeah, get, that's some what, joy, get, get some joy in their life, you know. Yeah, that's what I do. I go somewhere, I don't like it, I don't go back. That is, that's, yeah, that's that's what it should be. You don't need, we don't need a confrontation. I don't need you to give me a a free bad cheesecake dessert because of something was messed <laughs> up in my order. Like mistakes happen. We all we all screw up. Like let's just move on, you know. So we're talking about the Astros earlier about defending them or. Or whatever, but but have you ever seen the movie Fever Pitch? Of course. Okay, so I, I, someone had posted this earlier, and they're talking about the line where she says something about you've always loved the Red Sox, but have they loved you back? Right. And right. and and that's how I feel, or like since the off season, that's how I felt about the Astros. It's like, why am I defending them over and over? And why am I getting arguments with, with complete strangers defending these guys when they're never going to do anything for me? You know, and that, so the, the fever pitch line kind of like, are the Astros ever going to love me back? Do they, do they yeah, care? Do they care that I'm defending them? They won you a world series. What are you talking about? Well, I'm just saying, are they ever going to defend me? No, but that's not that's not their job. That's that they're not they're not here for you. They're they're their own thing. Yeah, that's, that's quite, yeah. I mean, you're right. You're I mean, you're actually right because arguing with people over sports teams is is one of the dumbest things you could possibly do. It's just try it's just tribalism. It's just you defend your team, you get offended, and you're like, hey, you can't. I mean, yeah, I see it every day on Twitter, and I was like, you know what? It's just too toxic for me, and that's why. Yeah. I kind of. I, I love a lot of people on Astros Twitter and stuff, but I just don't. I don't. I don't want to interact like that. I'm not. I, it's just I'm not on that level. I don't. Once the once the game's over, I can click it off and move on to other things. And I'm, I, I hate the Astros losing, but I'm not going to be mad about it. I'm not going to. Uh, it's not going to. It's ultimately affect me. It's the, it's to bring joy in this world, not to not to take anything away from it. So anytime there's stress or something from baseball, I'm just I'm a, I immediately get rid of it. So what I, all I meant was I'm not going to keep defending them because they're you know yeah, they don't need yeah. to be defended. That's it. They don't and, need to be defended. They don't, and there's going to be people that are going to do it anyway. And uh, so you might as well just save yourself the stress and let them get, let let them go into the muck. And you can uh, yeah, and like yeah, it's just it's a lot easier not dealing with that. Especially the people that are combative like that on Twitter. There, it's just that's another you can't win with people. You're like you're not gonna you're not gonna you're not gonna say something poignant and uh, that's factual and they're gonna be like touche. All right, fair point. You know what? I, I, you, no, you, you're not gonna. Yeah, you you can make all the good points in the world and they're not gonna go. Oh, okay, well you make a good point. I'm sorry. Let's not argue anymore. So anyway, I, I, I lost you. I can't hear you anymore. But I'm going to keep talking until your voice comes back. Um, I'm here. 
Okay, I heard you that time. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, there you are. So, so let's go. Let's talk about your podcast, Lima Time Time. Sometimes I say Lima Lima Time, and that I mess makes, up. It makes me mad. Don't say that to my face. I'll get very upset. Let me tell you a funny story. Let me tell you a funny story about Jose Lima. Let's hear it. All right. So I'm at the Astrodome. My favorite player is Billy Wagner. Okay. And so I'm behind the bullpen. And and I'm with my daughter, and she's three or four years old. Cute as can be. And Jose Lima comes up to the rail or the wall and he and he waves for her to come down and she comes down and he has his hand behind his back and he reaches out and he gives her like a batting practice ball and i was like well that's awesome you know i should bring little kids more often yeah there you go right and so i got the ball and i took it back down there and they're all stretching and whatever. And Lima's a little bit closer to me than Billy Wagner. And I'm hollering at him, Lima, Lima. And he turns around and I'm like, hey, can you get Billy Wagner? And so he gets Billy Wagner. Billy Wagner signs the ball. Jose Lima's an all-star the next season. And I, I regret not getting it big time. Overlooked him. Man. But I'll never forget pretty- that. No, that's badass. Yeah, that's the kind of guy he was. Yeah. Big, big, biggest personality, best guy everywhere. Yeah, he's, I, I don't know, I've never heard one, even with some of the struggles he had and turmoil, I've never heard a bad thing about him. Anybody who ever had an encounter with Jose Lima was just like, yeah, he lit up the whole room. He owned it. So rest in peace to that dude. All right, so go to your podcast, Lima Time Time. Yes, uh, you're, time you're... For Lima time, so because Lima time was his quote or his like slogan, so it's, it's time for Lima time time. So that's kind of how we came up. What with was it. the what's the restaurant at the beginning? Uh, Cafe Ole. Cafe Who are all, <laughs> there's still a few open, but yeah, they've been closing down a lot of locations. But yeah, they, he did, did, did we play the commercial. But sure, we have no rights to it, but it's a commercial, free commercial for them, so I'm sure they didn't mind. So your last show y'all did was I just was check, listening to it a little bit before. Uh, we talked tonight, and I think you had Robert Flores on, and you guys oh, yep. were, it was, the season was over, they were getting ready to play Minnesota, and Robert Flores was, you know, talking about how, I mean, I know he's a Houston guy, but he was talking about how Minnesota is, you know, better yeah. at everything. Uh- and he goes, but, you know, Houston can just win that first one and everything will change. Uh, but anyway, first question, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself here. So you did the playoff preview and then the show has turned into the Michael Bourne identity. Explain that. Ooh, I don't have I don't know if I have I don't have a, a great explanation other than because that's 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 James project. It's. It's kind of a another podcast he's doing for kind of under the umbrella. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. My, I don't know too much about it, other than that I enjoy the show. He's had some some cool guests on. So yeah, it's a little side, just a little side thing he's doing. Um, I, don't, I yeah, I don't know. Not 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 too familiar with it. You have to, you have to ask James. I, I I tried to get him to come on with me, but he's not wasn't feeling well tonight. So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have to we'll have to ask him what, what what the deal is with that. I don't know. The great great name of a podcast though. It's pretty good. Yeah, well, that'd have been fun to have both y'all on here. Yeah, it was, but then, but then it would have been a, an episode of Lima Time Time featuring you on your own podcast, and you don't want that. True. So what's funny? I just, I read you the uh, the the review I left two years ago that I wanted to have a conversation with you guys, and I, here I am. We're having one. Yeah, ain't it funny? All right. Hey, so well, I'm glad to, glad to be having the conversation, man. So, so let's go to the, the, the playoffs. Okay. The, the Astros 29 and 31. Yep. And on my podcast, on this one you're on right now, I was totally confident that the Astros could win. I was the only one saying, me too. I was, I was 100% saying, yeah, I was like, they're going to, 
Yeah, I was like, you, you, don't, you don't think they have enough talent to beat any team in this entire league? And, and, and even uh, even in the uh, in the ALCS, I was like, if you don't think they have enough, this team is good enough to come back and, and win four games against the Tampa Bay Rays, and I don't know why you're watching this sport, because uh, I don't know what to tell you. And they almost came back and did it, but and made me a tweet famous, but it didn't quite happen. So, so they were playing Minnesota, and I didn't even know the history of Minnesota can't win a playoff game. I didn't even know this. But, uh, but a long streak. It's a very, very long streak of them not getting out of that of the playoff first round. But the Astros, the I think it was the last week or so of the season. All the pitchers were doing amazing, and I said, "You you can win a championship with pitching. You don't need to score too many runs if your pitchers are shutting everybody down." So I was pretty confident. And we beat Minnesota, and and even though all the haters said that Minnesota was going to sweep us two to zero, as soon as we win, it's no big deal. You should have won anyway. They can't beat anyone, and that that pissed me off quite a bit. I, I yeah, but uh, they, do you know do you know what that losing streak is? It's it, it hit eighteen when we beat them. Eighteen straight playoff games, Rob. That's a, that's many years of losing all of your playoff games. That's a, that's not good. Eight, yeah, eight, but none eight, of the players on this team were on the team eighteen games ago. That's that's five. That's like five years of getting swept three games in the in the first series. That, that's that's five years straight <laughs> of not winning one playoff game. That's terrible. Um, but uh, yeah, I, and, and but, but go back to what you were talking about. P- people just looked at the record and. Uh, and just completely discredited the uh, and I mean based on with some injuries and stuff, but yeah, people just forgot that the Astros are, were are the Astros, and at any time, you know, that was a short season. You know, that would have been the All Star break. They could have ter- flipped a switch, and you know, I don't know. So I just I think that wasn't a really good represent representation of how good the team could be. It was just a weird just a weird season top to bottom, just a weird anomaly. So that's yeah, that's that showed you what can happen. And then we play Oakland, who we lost. Seven out of ten games, and I was still confident. I was like, we can we can beat these guys. I don't respect I don't respect the Oakland A's. I don't think they're any good, and I, and I still I think they've been they've had some better years. I don't. I was just yeah. I'm not. I was like I'm not scared of the Oakland Athletics. Like I was like, come on, like give me a break. Like no, I was like no, we we beat the A's. So I'm glad you're on the same page. Yeah, people were freaking out and were scared. Like who's scared of the Oakland A's? Even even though they had a good season, shout out to them. Good job. I mean, we're not scared of them. Come on. I mean, we have a team full of guys that have been to the World Series. We've, we have a yeah. team, yeah, twice. And, and these guys can't, can't get out of the first yeah. round. Minnesota can't even win a game. Oakland can't even get out of the first round. We, they, oh, we can beat them. No, we, we have pedigree. We have pedigree. We have veterans. We say, yeah, the, the, I mean, just, they're, yeah, the Astros, so the, some of the disrespect was maybe – People just wanting to hate, and it wasn't actual disrespect. But yeah, just to think that to think that the Astros weren't the, the still the front runners to to win the pennant again, and still could have won it. Man, they're talking about a streak of uh, even with 2015. You throw 2016, they almost made it. You 2015 to 2020. Are you kidding me? Like that's all ALS, two two World Series. That's two pennants, uh, and then you get uh, yeah two ALC, other ALCS appearances. Are you kidding me? Yeah, like that's that's as good of a run as anybody <laughs> ever. So let's talk about the players a little bit. Okay. So you got do you, do you think this is my opinion? Totally my opinion is that the cheating scandal weighed heavily on Altuve, who looked like he wasn't even having fun, and he looked like he was scared to have fun. Is that how you felt? Uh, I, I think to a certain extent, I, I think the I think Altuve struggles was kind of an amalgam of of all sorts of different things. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. Um, I, I I did hear that, but the Jose Altuve that I've been familiar with would, would not that wouldn't that wouldn't be something that affect him on him on the field. Um, but I do think that that was the overall personality of the team was kind of put your head down, shut like don't say anything, don't. You know they weren't yeah. doing the uh, the dugout stairs and the celebrations. They kind of lost their they kind of lost lost their moxie, um, and I think that's that was that was one of the main contributors to why they weren't playing as well. They just didn't have that 
that didn't have that extra little edge to them. So uh, I, you know what, I, I think that definitely played a role in it. But I, I that's don't know. how I, I that, that's how I feel. It's like it's look fans. at them; they're it's not they're not smiling. Twitter, not reading tweets of, of Yankee and Dodger fans talking about the no. buzzer. I mean, I, don't, I feel like he didn't get. I mean, and also he was also pretty much completely exonerated when the uh, all the numbers came out. I mean, so he would, wasn't cheating. He was still producing at a high level. I, I, so I, as a professional, I just I didn't agree with it personally. I thought that was people just trying to put drama on, uh, try to come up with an excuse because he's never not hit well like that. I think he was just going through the motions. It was just a weird year for everybody. and just He couldn't get it together for a while. It happens. It's baseball. Yeah, Altuve still had that stupid buzzer rumor and the tattoo and all this crazy stuff. Stupid, but yes. I, I just think the team as a whole, they weren't having fun. They weren't. They were scared they were. to have fun. That's what I. That's what it seemed like to me. Uh, I think. Yeah, I think they. I think they made a decision to like that. Well, I mean, and it would have looked bad, but. Um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> but, but, but it would have looked bad a hundred percent. But at the same time, like if that's, you're also a professional baseball team. You got to do what gets you gets you up to win baseball games. And you guys aren't having fun doing the thing that you normally. I mean, they had so much fun over those years. Just the celebrations and the just the so, that's they weren't themselves. So whatever the reason be, if it was if it was a specific thing that they decided as a team, like we're just going to be about our business and go about it, or if it was just them maturing and trying to you know just be a different you know, one year older, I don't know. But yeah, it definitely you could definitely tell they weren't the the same. Uh, they didn't have the same attitude, and I think that that absolutely played a played a big role because they you saw them get you saw them get it back in the, in the postseason. They got it back, and then they were back to being an elite baseball team again uh, overnight. Carlos Correa goes from the guy that breaks his rib, getting a massage, and everybody wants to trade him, to becoming the new face of the Astros, and now everybody wants them to extend him. I mean, well, that's just you know, so you, <laughs> that just goes to show you the volatility of uh, of baseball Twitter. How yeah, it's what have you done for me lately? Um, uh, yeah, even the injury stuff was always uh, something that I, I put a mark in, but. Uh, and, and me and James on the podcast have had multiple debates over this um, uh, that I, I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. If, if Carlos Correa is on the field, he's the, the best shortstop in the league. And he's mm-hmm. an elite. And all he does is hit clutch home runs in the playoffs. He comes through. Um, yeah, it sucks that he got the, the massage thing happened or he has to, he pulled his back by laying on the plane or whatever, the, whatever the stupid stuff happened. I, I mean, yeah, I don't know. But for the people that act like Carlos Correa is not – an elite shortstop defensively and and offensively. Just he, he's just a elite. He's elite of elite, and as 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 good as anybody was on the field. I, to pretend like he's not that is hilarious to me. I don't, I don't know. So we lost Justin Verlander after one game. I guess he's getting Tommy John. He's not going to pitch next year. And we lose Garrett Cole to New York. And I don't know if he had that great of a season. I really don't know. Uh, what do you think about Garrett Cole? Yeah, did he he. I mean, he wasn't as good as he was with us, right? Uh, I mean, uh, still elite, he, but not as he good. He was like, I mean, Garrett Cole was like, he was he was like seven and three sub sub three ERA two point eight something two seven something something like that. So that's I mean that's pretty good. That was second name. I mean, second in the AL or something. I mean, so yeah, he was pretty good. How do you feel about him? Do, do you, you care where a guy goes? No, no. And not, not only do I not care, that's his childhood team. That's of course. Why wouldn't you go to New York? Why wouldn't you go to the Yankees? I, I have no I have no problem with it. Good for him. <laughs> so he was, good, he was good. He was great for us. It was fun to watch him pitch. Like, yeah, no. If if some if somebody's going to offer you that much money, and this and this applies to George Springer, any play, go get your money, man. Like, I I'm, thank you for what you did. This is your, it's your family, it's your life. Like, uh, people talk trash like they wouldn't accept the same offer to go to literally any team in the league at any point in time if, if it's millions of dollars difference. So I don't know, uh, you can't confuse your loyalty to the, your city and team over these people, you know, they're in a business. <laughs> so, I don't know. So no, I don't fault anybody for going anywhere. We had a ton of rookie pitchers. I'm going to stick with the pitchers right now. Which one of them impressed you the most? You got Javier was uh, nominated for Rookie of the Year. Paredes had the Anoli Canoli thing going on. Taylor 
was pretty decent, pretty good. Scrub with his big booty, uh, you know, <laughs> surprising people. He, he just didn't seem like he was that good, but he was good. It was pretty weird. And then they get that Brooks Raley dude who just comes out of nowhere. And uh, Dusty Baker had the, all the confidence in the world in that guy. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, uh, I, I'm talking about this on the podcast some uh, at, at length. Well, just like at this, you know, going through the 2020 season was extremely frustrating and all the injuries and all that. But what it did for bolstering up the, the depth of the team with, with these guys getting meaningful experience, it's going to pay dividends. It's going to pay dividends next year when you're, you're going to have, you're going to go from a completely depleted, terrible bullpen to a, a, a playoff tested veteran bullpen with experience with all these different arms and different uh just you have the versatility there so that's 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 pretty sweet uh yeah they all kind of impressed me in different in different ways christian javier was was as expected i mean i think that's as advertised right he was supposed Mm -hmm. to be supposed to be that good um so that's nice paredes was incredible like you have you're getting guys that just showing up blake taylor yeah all yeah, all good. Blake Taylor became your your best arm at the back end of the of the bullpen. He swing arm when you lost everybody. So man, I yeah, I mean I can't I can't say enough that they they held the season together for the guy for the Astros. I mean that that's all I can say for that. So if you leave Christian Javier in the starting rotation, you'll have him, Lance McCullers Jr. or Keedy Grinky for another year. And then Frammer. Say that. I said maybe Forrest Whitley. We ever get to see? We'll ever see Forrest Whitley pitch? (laughs) I've seen him pitch. Um, I wasn't that impressed. I've seen him pitch twice. Yeah, I know. I know. That's a that's a weird story. That's just one of those ones where he's just like kind of. You're always wondering that he's he's always been a highly touted prospect. So I don't know. We'll 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 see. Uh, Yeah, I forgot about Frammer. That's a that's a decent rotation. I saw I saw Forrest Whitley pitch here in San Antonio. He pitched one inning and he gave up six runs. I saw him for the hooks and he gave up three runs and two innings. So that he actually did better, but that was double A. Yeah, well, he was. I think he, there was a there was a stretch where he was working on some stuff and like they were kind of he wasn't he, he wasn't out there to win games. He was kind of working some stuff out. Um, so I'm not sure if that was one of those starts because he was getting lit up for a while and people were all concerned and it was there were just there were some kinks in his delivery and uh, some different stuff they were working with. I, I don't know. He's still he's still got the potential for elite stuff. I mean, he has it. He has all the pieces. I don't you just, if he can put them together, we'll we'll see. I don't know, but that that'd be that'd be brutal if uh, if that didn't pan out with just how it's kind of set up going forward. With we probably won't see JV pitch again. Although we might, who knows? Yeah, yeah. But that's that's that came in clutch last year with the, with those guys stepping up because that depth is going to be very much needed with with JV not pitching in 2021. So that's gonna yeah, it's gonna pay dividends. I think. I think they're gonna be the best team in the American League again. I mean, in terms of the, the going to the pennant, going to the LCS. I think yeah, I think they're they're right there again. We'll see. So what's, what surprises me is we. Going into this offseason, we really only have three holes, which two in the outfield, and I can't remember where the other one was. It said there was three holes. I think it was another bullpen arm is where the other hole was. You got you got a arm, you got a hole at closer if because I mean you're not gonna I don't think uh, Osuna pitches again. Yeah, um, they they already let him go. May, I mean ever I mean ever yeah oh yeah oh. yeah yeah so he's done. So he's done. Um, but you know he's done, and then uh, yeah, I, I mean, so Springer goes. I, I think they make it. They make an effort to to sign Brantley if that's the case. I and then, and then, then I guess you're covered there. I, I don't know. Um, I've I've seen some different situations as how to. They'll go after somebody, Jackie Bradley Jr. or somebody, um, to replace Springer. But I mean, but you know, you got Jordan coming back, so you got you got. This, there's still going to be ridiculous uh, whether Springer stays or not, and I'm pretty sure Springer's gone. But sorry to make anybody sad hearing that. Yeah, I, I but, mean, I'm 100% sure Springer's gone. I mean, I I, I figured that all along. I, they, see, are, I they already 
Go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh, because they had already extended. Uh, I mean, I, I go into my own little conspiracy theories. It's like you can't because they had JV, they had Grinky, uh, Bregman, Altuve. They all had contracts where they get up into the thirty millions, and you you're not going to give Springer and Correa that. You can't afford to give everybody on your roster thirty million dollars. You may be you may be able and to well, afford it, but you're not going to do it. Though. Argument is yes, he can, and that and and. He had done nothing, Crane had done nothing previous to that but pay everybody to say otherwise. So my kind of argument was like, if Crane wants to pay everybody and keep this, this, this little core together to, to run out the next five years and, you know, maybe probably win a, have a chance to win a couple more World Series, he absolutely can do it. Um, so, yeah, and my argument was that he paid out to me, paid Bregman, didn't have, I mean, contracts he didn't have to do, he took care of them. So I, I don't know. I mean, he can pay and anybody he wants. So I, I don't know. I think Springer on the open market just demands that much more money where he can get just a bigger contract somewhere else. And, and, and he deserves it. Played his ass off for us. And, uh, you, mm-hmm. know, I, we'll, uh, you know, he's, he's a standing ovation guy when they play the, the highlight reel when he comes back to the Minute Maid. So, I mean, that's one that'll, that'll hurt just because he's homegrown and we, we love him and he's the best. But, you know, it is what it is. He's got to go get paid. It's going to be – he's older. He, that's his, this is his one big contract he's going to get as, as a professional baseball player. Yeah, I mean I- – I know they can, they can pay him, but I'm just saying, like, knowing how they're going to work, I know they're not going to do it. No. And what maybe, I mean, I think there's money freed up. Because you have Reddick was making about 13. Oh, well, 13, yeah. That's books, the yeah. money from JV comes off the books. I mean, there's money there. Uh, but I'm thinking, I'm thinking... I heard Carlos Correa wanted to stay. I heard Springer wanted to leave. He may be upset about them messing with his service time, but they do that to everybody. So I don't know. Yeah, if, that's part how, of the deal. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, he can be somewhat upset, but that's just the nature of the business. It sucks. I, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I don't know. I, I, my argument for Springer was that, I, and this and this still may be true, um, whether he goes somewhere or not. I I, I think that we it's mutually beneficial for uh, the Astros with with George. He's comfortable here. I think they both got the most the most out of each other. And I don't know. Uh, I don't know if Springer with new people and a new new environment, all that. I don't know if that's uh, he'll he'll be as good as he was here, just with with his friends and being comfortable. So I I don't, I don't know. But that's but I'm happy for him. I mean, he he deserves anything he gets. I mean, we're gonna have a bullpen. Like ninety percent of the bullpen's gonna be making like five hundred thousand. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, we're not paying five different bullpen guys six, seven, eight million dollars. I mean, there's no. money to pay them. One hundred percent. Yeah, and you got and you got Jordan's not making any money. Kyle Tucker's not making any money. Um, yeah, you got other guys in arbitration with the. the so yeah, there there absolutely is money. So let's say they don't get they don't sign Brantley. I saw a stupid rumor okay. about him going to the Yankees. That'd be um, a good spot. It'd be smart to sign him. I, I think we get one or the other. I would. I think. I think we get Brantley if, if Springer is gone for sure. I'm, I, or at least they make a run at trying to sign him. He was too good for us, and uh, yeah, there'd be no reason not to try to get him on on, on a short contract. Yeah, they they were talking about somewhere he could play DH, and we don't need him here. So I, I really don't know. I I love Michael Brantley professional hitter i know everybody calls him that but i love the guy he's great I, 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 yeah and reddick he just said bye i he, he tweeted or instagram or something reddick's gone no matter what he's yeah he's done for he was like i waited long enough and i'm assuming that's what he said you know that's what he's talking about that he's you know he's waited for a contract but if yeah, we don't yeah. get brantley reddick's gone we don't get springer we don't get Jackie Bradley Jr. They don't. Let's say they don't sign any outfielders. They're still but they're, good. They're still but good. They, but there's some, like there's a lot of teams non-tendering some pretty decent players. Right. So, so I do see us picking some people up. It may not be Jackie Bradley. I don't know. But I mean, if you I'm, look, not, I'm not the biggest fan of him, especially for what he did to us in 2018. But I mean, that doesn't. I, I'm not excited for Jackie Bradley Jr. Uh, even though that would be, I mean, that's a, he's a good baseball player, you know, and all that, but 
That's not going to yeah. get me fired up. Replacing George Springer with Jackie Bradley Jr. No, thank you. Well, all they're saying about him is that he's an elite defender, and if he's a weak hitter that can come up with a big hit every once in a while, maybe like a Redick. Uh, yeah, we, we're, exactly our our be, yeah. lineup will be so strong that it doesn't matter that he doesn't hit. I agree. No, I, I, I agree. Yeah, we're so, spo- we're so spoiled with, with them that they, over the years, like they were no holes hitting-wise, up one through nine. Reddick being, you know, the, the biggest liability. And Reddick can come up. Reddick can hit. Reddick's had some big hits. So, yeah, that's, that's a pretty good comparison. So, yeah, I, we don't. You're right. We're, we're, not, we're, we're, built, we're built to be an, a dominant offensive team. So, yeah, if you get a guy that can just lock it down in the, in the outfield and just isn't completely a liability at the plate, you're good to go. Um, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think of who else. If there's Jackie Bradley Jr. is available. I mean, we can go out and get Jake Marisnik back. For cheap. Yeah. If he wants to come back. Do you, let me ask you this. Because, I mean. Did he get traded? Did he get traded? No, he got, no, he was free agent. So, was he free agent or did he get traded? I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Um, they might have non-tendered him. I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think he was hurt most of the year. He didn't even do anything. But let me ask you this. And we won't know. So, it's just guesses and opinions. And I've had this question before. I mean, like, honestly, if you're a player, you're a professional baseball player, your your main thing is money and winning, I guess. But if there's, like, the, the Astros escaped the fans this year, right, this past season. Yeah. I mean, if you're a free agent and you you have to choose between going to, I don't know, I mean, like the Braves or the Astros, and they're going to pay you the same amount of money. I mean, don't you think they might want to try to avoid coming here and being part of this? Uh, maybe. A little bit, right? I don't know, and we won't know the answer to that until we see them sign somebody. Yeah, I, no, I know. No. I mean, most, for the most part, baseball players, they're professionals. Um, you know, so I don't kind of like just like any Astros players that were on that 2017 team going going elsewhere. They don't get bothered at all, it, and, they, and they're just as much quote cheaters as uh, the guys in a uniform. So um, people don't. Yeah, that's, it so, yeah, so that, like, that, people really ultimately don't care. So it, it's all a facade. So I think uh, it may be a factor in somebody's if if it's a really a dead even heat. And um, and they have a choice. Like I could see them maybe just wanting to avoid it altogether. But I yeah. mean, they're professionals. You, if you, a team wants to pl- wants to pay you a lot of money to play professional baseball, I don't care who it is. You're going to play for them. <laughs> yeah, you have the people that actually did the cheating go to another team, and they're no longer bad guys. And you've got guys on the 2020 team getting booed in spring training that wasn't even on the team. Yeah, and so I mean, up. like anybody they sign, if Jackie Bradley Jr. He's a super cheater. He's a super he, cheater. <laughs> well, he was be he'd be good to go, right? He's already yeah, used no, to yeah. Cheating. He's like, oh, I'm used to. It. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. Well, actually, nobody nobody blame nobody blames the Red Sox for being worse cheaters, but that's that's neither here nor there. But yeah, at least he's uh familiar with the uh, the whole thing. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, there's there are. I mean, Jock Peterson's available. Um, I know Astros fans love to hate the the baby, the Gerber baby, but uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good baseball player, man. That's a good baseball player. Uh, Kyle Schwarber's available. Uh, Nomar Mazzara, you know, like there's guys. I saw Adam. I heard Adam Dunn come up. Adam Dunn. Adam Dunn. It's like 50 years old. What do you mean? I, oh, I don't know. I'm just. I'm just saying names. I don't know whether teams. Adam, Adam, Adam Eaton. Uh, maybe I don't know. I don't know, man. It was some guy named Adam. It was like the seven foot guy on the Reds in like 2004. Well, then it was someone else. I, I only know about the Astros. Probably Adam Eaton. All right. So, I, if you look at the 40 man roster, I'm just going back to my my uh, scenario here. Okay. If they do not pick anyone up, which I highly doubt. You will have Miles Straw in center field, and they have Chaz McCormick, who they just added to the 40-man roster, playing, I guess, right field. So you'd have Kyle Tucker, McCormick, and Straw. 
according to the 40-man roster depth yeah. chart if nope. they didn't make any moves. How do you feel about that? That's not gonna, it's just not going to happen. That's just not. Love Miles Straw, big Miles Straw guy. He's not going to, he's not going to, he's not going to start at center field for the Houston Astros in 2021. Just, I mean, hey. no, that's just not, it's just not, it, it's just not going, it's <laughs> not going to go down like that. It's just not going to happen. So, uh, yeah, I, I feel like that there's no chance that that comes to fruition. So let me ask you this. Has Kyle Tucker lived up to expectations for you yet? Or yes. do you expect yeah, more? I, do you expect him to get uh, even better? I do expect him to get better. I, I think that, um, that, that every single plate appearance where he's more comfortable, he gets more and more confident. Man, I, I, people just got, got on him so hard, and this, and it just made me so mad. I'm like, this, he just got up here. Let's all calm down. Like Kyle Tucker can play baseball. He can hit. Absolutely hit. Just everybody shut up. Um, just hating on him. Even though Bregman did the same thing, came up when he came up, did nothing for half of a year, and became the, you know, face of the franchise for for, for what it's worth. So I mean, I don't. Yeah, Kyle Tucker's elite. The way he sprays the ball around the field, um, just oh man, he looked so good last year. That was a my. That's obviously it's probably everybody's bright spot, but that's the biggest bright spot with Kyle Tucker. Just hitting yeah. in big spots, just hitting it all over the field, spraying it around, hitting for power, driving in runs. Um, yeah, if Kyle Tucker pans out like he's supposed to, and you got and Jordan can heal, then you're gonna, you're gonna, your lineup's gonna be terrifying, absolutely terrifying. I I picked uh, Kyle Tucker as our regular season MVP. I mean, he was there he was. nonstop. He was. Yeah, yeah, he drove in the most runs. He uh, hit, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, he was. What do you think about Dusty Baker? What kind of job do you think he did? Uh, I think that. He did was terrible for most of the year. Uh, <laughs> had a pretty good postseason. Had, had a pretty good postseason. Uh, and I, I think he's. I think he's great. I love him as a as a person. And uh, I think he's just just as advertised on from that standpoint. Um, yeah. I thought I thought he was the right hire to begin with. I didn't necessarily like the uh, extending. Yeah, he. I think he's. Most people, maybe me and you, maybe some more. Maybe Dusty was just a cheating scandal hire, you know. Well, I, as, think, I thought that's what as, he was, but they... go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was saying, as far as like, let me bring in an old school guy everyone can respect, you know, so everybody will know we're not doing anything this year. That's kind of how. That's exactly I what at that was. That's exactly what that was. And and he's also a, a players' coach that they love, and he can he's like cool, and he doesn't just he was he was the perfect hire for that. Um, but some, and some of his, his baseball decisions were so out of left field that I couldn't, I'm, I didn't have, no, I had no idea what he was doing sometimes. I'm like, what is he doing? Like, mm-hmm. I, I could not rationalize it. And, and I think part of that was that the season was so weird, you know, starting late and thrown off and he's got a new team and he's learning these guys. I think he was just trying to, just trying to figure out who people were, where he wanted to use them, what, just trying to figure it out. So I think that, I think we'll see a more consistent Dusty Baker in 2021, knowing the team now. Because um, I thought he did, a, I thought he did a pretty fantastic job throughout the postseason, managing wise. Are you on the side of the team that once that was too late now? But on the, are you on the side of the fence? Maybe that's what I call it. Uh, that wanted AJ Hinch back. There's a lot of Astro fans that wanted him back. I mean, uh, would I want him? Yes, take him absolutely. Love AJ. He's a hero. But I, I don't know why people even thought that was an option. This team fired him, I, 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 almost unfairly, in my opinion. But he's not. He was never. He was never coming back. He's never, never coming back. What was that noise? Uh, yeah, he was mm-hmm. never. Coming back. I'm like an alien. Maybe we're getting. I'm getting abducted by aliens or something. Yeah, he was never coming back. So it sucks. <laughs> it, it sucks that that we have to picture what could have been. You know, AJ Hinch would have had a, a statue. He would have been. He's still yeah. a hero. He's still a hero to me. Like, but yeah, he's not. He was never coming back. So if he just got suspended and not fired, you you would have took him back with open arms. That's what you're saying. Yeah, would you, would you not? No. Why? <laughs> what do you mean why? I mean why? Because his do? the guys were cheating, and he's the he was in charge of him. He should have stopped it. He didn't have the balls to stop these guys from cheating, and he was in charge. I don't want someone in control of my team that the, that he can't even run the team. He, I, 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 don't I don't respect know. him. Sorry. 
Okay, I, I agree. To, I'll, I'll agree. I'll agree to disagree on that. I, uh, there's something to be said for there's something to be said for being for being loyal to the players taking the bullet for them and stuff. I and honestly, well, me personally, and this is just this is going to be where we get the, our philosophical difference. I don't. I have zero problem with sign stealing. I know it was against the rules. I more more morality wise, I don't. It's I couldn't care less. Didn't didn't do anything. I don't, every team does it. I just I, I don't care that they did it at all. Um, yeah, breaking the rules is bad. It's not good. But yeah, they're they're not the worst team to ever do anything. They didn't do they didn't do anything outlandish. I I don't know. So I don't really ultimately care as it is. So anything that's blown up off of the scandal, you know, you know such as AJ and Jeff losing their jobs, like that's you know. I'd... Well, I'm like you. I'm I'm very proud of. I mean, no matter what people outside of Houston say, I, I'm proud of that 2017 championship, and I love it. I love it. I am. I I don't have any. I think. And there was already two t- other teams that got, you know, fined in the same season. So I know, I mean, I, I wouldn't bet my life on it, but I'm pretty close to betting something that big. I know they were not the only ones doing it. Because if you they listen, were. I don't know if you listen to the Evan Gaddis podcast. He was on some Atlanta Braves one. And he was like, we just felt like we had to keep up with everybody. That's why we did it. Because... We were, everybody was suspicious of everybody and everybody was paranoid. And so we just did what we had to do to battle everyone else doing it. 100%. And that's what, that's what, that's the thing that frustrated me the most about it was that there was a disconnect between the, there was so much dissonance between the reality of, of what they were doing, who was doing it, and then like, and then the PR narrative that was, and that and that was what Manfred wanted. So that's why the Astros were the, were just the scapegoat. He wanted to have one villain, one person fall on it, and not have a big league-wide scandal because every effing team in the league was doing it. Um, obviously, obviously, you can just look at the just the surface evidence of okay, Beltron and the Yankees were doing it here. They came over here and brought the brought the system to us. Um, I mean, just and then if you go back to the 2018 playoffs, there were like. The the in, in, us and the Indians there were multiple articles coming back. You had the Kyle McLaughlin uh, scandal where he was taking staring into the, the other team's dugouts. Every team uh, every team in the ALCS and the AL playoffs that year um, were accused of cheating. Um, and there was there were all these articles that just kind of got brushed under the rug and nothing and nothing came of it until uh, 2017 when uh, they dropped the bomb on the Astros. So here's what I think happened. The I don't think MLB wanted anyone to get caught cheating. They didn't. Yeah, that's that's true. That's that's you you agree with me because I think it's a conspiracy. They didn't want they didn't want to ever talk about it ever. Manfred and, did not want to they address it. And I think that all the players, I mean, this is just from things I've read and heard, that all the the other teams knew pretty much that the Astros were up to something, but they weren't ever going to say anything about it. You know, they no. would warn each other, hey, watch out where you're in Houston. They're doing something. We don't know what they're doing, but they're doing something. Right. But the the only reason it got out is because fire's told. I mean, if there was other teams that have someone that would come yeah. out and say it, I mean, they had to do something about it, and it was only because fire said something and 100%. put his name to it. That's it. Yeah, and, and like, yeah, fires broke a big, and that's the thing that um, I've had some kind of private conversations with players that just off the record stuff, and just uh, yeah, that that's, they, uh, broke a big clubhouse code doing that. Um, so I don't know. There's some personal vendettas. I don't know with him. There was some drama and uh, yeah, apparently, and it was kind of a, a personal thing between I mean, the organization can... and him. So like, he just wanted he just wanted to uh, railroad him. But yeah, that's the thing. You just you don't you just all keep your mouth shut and you go about. Business, yeah, that so that it is a hundred percent would have never nothing would have ever come of it if he didn't force force the yeah. uh, the leaked hand to to respond, you know. Yeah, you can't have a guy come out and say this is exactly what they were doing, and then have people find video evidence of it and not do anything. You can't sweep yeah, that exactly. under the rug like accusations. So, so I think that I think that that's part of the reason. Even though and that's part of the reason that the Astros were the scapegoat because he was. I think that to embarrass baseball like that and to embarrass Manfred because, yeah, he's been talking about the sign stealing and stuff. He's just like, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to punish a team, and it's easier if one team falls on the sword. 
rather than rather than have the whole league's integrity be called into question because every every not only every major payroll team that uh, is competing right now, uh, Dodgers, Yankees, Red Sox, um, Cubs. Uh, then there's also the, the bunch of teams on record: Arizona, Milwaukee. Uh, yeah, there's a bunch of teams that are uh, on the record as just being Cleveland, just as the cheating stuff. But the whole every team is doing was doing something to a certain extent. I don't know. Uh, the Astros apparently were very very good at it because they've had they had nerds in the front office and they had they had a whole which is something to be respected. If you're going to cheat, you might as well do it right. Um, but every team was is, was doing some, something. To, to, to steal signs, 100% can't tell me otherwise. Every single team, and and a lot of teams were doing the same, the exact same exact thing, using a camera feed, um, and then going to the clubhouse to look at swing, swings like that way, when the when the players would look at the, that that screen and the monitor in there before they put the MLB officials in there. So yeah, it's 100% what it was. All right, last thing, last thing. What do you think about uh, James Click? Uh, he's gonna be good. He's gonna be good. It's a good. That's a good baseball man. It's a good hire. Yeah, I, I think he could be potentially. He's better because he's he's not he's not as hated as uh as Jeff was. Um, I think he did great great things in Tampa Bay. Uh, yeah, I think that that's about as good as hire as you could have. Uh, losing a losing a an elite GM that you know like Jeff. So I I'm very excited for uh for for all that. So yeah. How long do you think it's going to take people to start signing? You think they're waiting to see what the market is like? Because, I yeah. mean, Mookie Betts got a lot of money that I didn't think people were going to start paying out. But, I mean, people are non-tendering, guys. They're, yeah, pe- people are cutting money, so I don't know how yeah. big the free market age is going to be. Who knows? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, and you got to think of the – well, also, you've got a strike looming next year. Um, so that's – you have that. So people, so not only you have that coupled with the the quarantine and the fact that MLB lost as a whole three billion dollars. Um, so owners aren't, yeah, owners aren't too, uh, they're not they're not itching at the bits to, to to sign these long super super deals. So I think the duration of contracts are gonna are gonna come down, and uh, and I think they should anyway. I've always thought that uh, I think two three year deals with team options, just paying them with their market value is is advantageous for both the player and the. Uh, and in a team, because if you play bet on yourself, you can play into another contract somewhere else, or you can. So you're you're taken care of. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of the seven year deals, eight year deals. So I don't think we're going to see any of those. George George might, and he deserves it. But that's it. Yeah, I didn't. Mookie Betts get like twelve years. Yeah, he well, yeah he got so yeah, and then he, he probably deserved that. But that's a stupid, still a stupid contract. Yeah, same, I mean, they would say Trout Trout played thirteen years, whatever. Okay, have fun, man. You have fun playing in a cul-de-sac in Anaheim for the rest of your life, you idiot. Never winning yeah. a World Series. Yeah. I mean, there, there's there's teams that, you know, sign guys too long and they're stuck with them. You know, the last yeah. couple of years, they're, you know, I, I would never do the Bobby it. Bonilla, the Bobby Bonilla factor. Yeah, he gets a million dollars a year for. That's so tight. I love that story. That's one of my favorite baseball stories. That's hilarious. All right, Patrick, I appreciate you coming on. That's all I got, buddy. Uh, Lima time time. When are y'all going to come back? Oh, we got, I, I can tease it. We have a absolutely monster of a show in, uh, in the next next week or so that we'll, we'll, we'll allude to Monday that everybody is going to absolutely love. I mean, an absolute monster. Maybe our big, biggest show ever. So we're coming back soon. Mm, Monday. You heard it here first on Astros Baseball. Well, Patrick, thanks a lot. Appreciate and- you, man. Thanks to everyone out there for listening. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of Astros Baseball. Make sure to subscribe so that way you will be alerted when there is a new episode. Follow Rob on Twitter at Rob Fontenot. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line 
prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.